Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Scottish Sun Sports Podcast. I'm Kenny McDonald and I'm joined today by Gareth Law. As usual, an interesting weekend of football action across all the divisions and in the Petrofac Cup. A bad weekend for Aberdeen, Gareth. They could have yeah. been, had results going their way. Two points between them and Celtic. Instead, it's eight after they lost on Friday night at Tynecastle, and then Celtic went to Motherwell and won. Aberdeen's defeat on Friday surely has finally extinguished their opportunity to win the title. Yeah, I think so, Kenny. I think there was a massive opportunity missed on Friday. A, to pick up points, but B, then to put the pressure on to Celtic 24 hours later. We all saw how the Celtic game went. And if, if the game had been going like that, with Celtic knowing that Aberdeen had picked up those three points to the previous evening, it might have finished differently as well. It's a to- totally different game if, totally. if, if, they, if they had gone into it under that little bit of pressure. Yeah. As you say, it was an opportunity Aberdeen got a perfect start, but then just seemed to not be able to see it through at Tynecastle. Very, very, very unusual and uh, very uncharacteristic of of the Aberdeen side that we've seen this season. I do think Hearts have had a have had a very, very good season and. In some respects, their performance possibly wasn't a massive surprise on its own because they have got those kind of players who can who can raise themselves on nights like that. And you just wonder, I mean, you've got five... Well, Hearts have got six games left. If they win tomorrow night, they're only six points behind Aberdeen going into the split. And if Aberdeen are going into that split, knowing the title's gone, yeah, they're still playing for second place, but... Could Hearts maybe even mm. pull things back there? I, I don't think the door is, is totally closed on that second spot yet for Hearts, um, especially with more performances like they, they, they put in on Friday. Well, what, the, what it seems to me Hearts have done is they have turned Tynecastle into a fortress. Mm. I mean, almost 17,000 there again on Friday night. You know, it's, it's, it's clearly a place where other teams are finding it very difficult to go and get a result. I mean, only two defeats there all season. Yeah, I mean, we all know as well, we've all been there that we know what that ground can be like when it's yeah. when it's full it's and the atmosphere inside there. Working, yeah. It's got to kind of provide almost the, the 12th man at times on nights like that. So as I say, I think, I mean, Robbie Nielsen's done a, done a great job this season. Mm. You know, if you'd given them third place at the start of the season, they'd undoubtedly have taken it. But I just wonder if they can if they can get that. I mean, we, we, we saw, I think Motherwell did it two or three years back when, when we all thought Aberdeen had, had, had got second yeah. place yeah. and it went right down to the wire. So... I just think that could be an interesting story between now and the end of the season. Well, this is the thing about the top six split. And I mean, I don't know how you feel, but I certainly feel it's been a terrific thing because you're going to get teams who have maybe just made it into the top six the way Ross County have this season, who have a good run in their last five games and suddenly find themselves possibly in European football. You know, you can... That, that's the kind of beauty of it. Totally, and, and we're going to see it at the other end of the table as well, potentially, although maybe less likely now uh, after the weekend's results uh, down there. But yeah, I mean, I don't like the kind of the, the injustice element to the split where you can be playing three games you know, away and one yeah. at home. I don't think that's very fair, but I kind of understand it's, it's, you know, why it's there and why it's got to be there. And, and it certainly does provide a, a great end to the season when... 
otherwise there might be you know certainly initially making that top six you know it, it, it gives teams an incentive to keep going rather than just settle for sitting about the the mid table so yeah i mean i'm i'm, I'm with you on that kenny i, th- I think it's, uh, it's it's provided i mean the, the one thing i i'm kind of contradicting myself a little bit because i'm saying it gives teams an incentive to finish top six but at the same time it then it's a bit like the champions league spots in in england you get a team set, sort of settling for fourth spot instead of you know mm. 25 years ago fourth spot wouldn't have been good enough would it no. it kind of gives a a kind of a success measure to finishing mid-table, if, if 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 you get what I mean. But yeah. certainly, when you look at Ross County, what they've done, you can't take anything away from from the guys up there and and, and what an achievement that is. So Celtic went into Fir Park on Saturday's lunchtime kickoff, five points ahead at the time, knowing that a victory, which they subsequently got, would stretch the lead to eight. I mean, surely that's a that's a gap that they can't possibly lose. No, I think it's all over now at the top. I think once again, it's. Aberdeen possibly didn't help themselves there on, on Friday night, certainly didn't, but Celtic seem to be home and hose now and it looks like they've got the title once more. It seemed uh, it was a, a, strange, a peculiar kind of game because Lee Griffiths looked to be having, by his own admission, <laughs> a poor game, missed a penalty, but yet came up with the two goals which ultimately got Celtic the points. Tierney goes again, it reaches Griffiths. Oh, it's a howler by Conor Ripley! And Lee Griffiths has his 37th goal this season. It's a tragic mistake there by Ripley, who's been outstanding all afternoon. And I mean, I think over the piece, Motherwell obviously complaining about the goal that was yeah. disallowed. But I mean, would you argue that Celtic merited the win? Oh yeah, I think so. I think I think Mark McGee summed it up. I think he he said words to the effect that they couldn't really complain about that Scott McDonald decision because certainly first half they'd been pummeled and. Celtic deserved the three points for certain. You've got to feel sorry for, for the Motherwell goalkeeper, obviously. Uh, you know He'd been man of the match without a shadow of a doubt, and then Letswin spilled through his, his legs. So you felt for him at that point because I guess he, he alone deserved to take something out of that game and wasn't the, the greatest way to finish uh, yeah. for him. And at the other end of the table, you touched upon it, the day could possibly not have gone any worse for Dundee yeah. United. Not only did they lose at home to Inverness, but both Hamilton and Kilmarnock get wins that really boost their position. You know, I sat in where you were sitting last week and suggested that Dundee United would survive. I'm afraid now that's looking a pretty forlorn hope. Eight points behind, five games to go. It's not looking good, is it? I'll be totally honest with you, Kenny. I would have said the same thing as you this time last week as well. I felt the momentum. They had the momentum, didn't exactly, they? Exactly, yeah. yeah. felt they had the momentum. Also thought Kilmarnock, before the weekend, they'd only scored one goal in the six games that Lee Clark had been in charge of before that. I just didn't feel Kilmarnock was scoring enough goals, yeah. and while Dundee United were conceding, they were also scoring enough to, you know, nick three points here and there. Kilmarnock were having to settle for a, a couple of draws, so I did feel that at Dundee United were, were going to pull things back. I, th- I think obviously the the game in hand they had that they they couldn't make the most of last midweek as well was a massive psychological blow I think for them because they're eight points behind with a game in hand and and almost taking for granted that those three points would be would be coming their way. I'm not saying anybody inside Tannadice was thinking that way, but I think you know the perception was it'll be five points once that game in hand's been played. Losing that game and then putting in the kind of performance they did against Inverness, I think yet again, that defensive line that United have got time after time, it's not just the goals that, it's con- that they've conceded, but it's, it's the manner they've conceded some of those goals. Yeah. They don't seem to be talking to each other. You'll have one defender sitting deep and playing an opposition attacker onside and, and he 
he's just allowed to coast through and, and score a goal. It's happened far too many times this season. Now Tanzi with a corner kick. The volley shot was by Vigers, and it's number two for Cali Fissel. A hammer blow to Dundee United. And I think ultimately that's what's going to cost them. I think, I guess in, in theory, United could beat both Kilmarnock and Hamilton post-split. But even then, you know, they're also relying on other results. So I think it's going to be extremely difficult now for, for United to get out of this. It's such a peculiar league and it has been such a peculiar league. You know, if you look at Dundee United to our bottom of the table, Ross County are on the top six. And yet Ross County have only conceded three more goals all season than Dundee United have. Yeah. So, I mean, you can see what... Dundee United lose too many goals and they don't score enough goals so yeah. that is that really encapsulates why they are where they are too many goals at the wrong time of the, the game if you, yeah. if, if you know what I mean and Ross County have just maximised what they've got 1-0s here and there and uh, things like that so uh, no I mean even after look at the points differences from Ross County sitting 6th to Inverness in ninth, I mean you're only talking what about 4 points there mm, you know yeah. so it's and, and we, we've all seen it you know the way the, the league is kind of how teams have moved around there over the well, most of the season actually you know you'll suddenly you'll have a team Partick were fighting for safety one week and then mm-hmm. fighting for the top six the next yeah. so if we are to accept that Dundee United's case looks very uh, future looks very bleak yeah you then have this this next little issue between Hamilton and Kilmarnock both got terrific results at the weekend four points between them five games to go you would assume that Hamilton are possibly in the better position because they've got 36 points yep. Kelly got 32 but that was a big win for Kilmarnock at the weekend Chris Boyd a couple of goals yep. and Callum Higginbotham another player that I like and who I think has probably flattered to deceive a little bit with Kilmarnock but is a, a very decent player I think you know presumably Lee Clark will be hoping this gives them a bit of, of impetus to go on and get some wins yeah I mean I saw Kilmarnock at Partick the previous weekend and they, they created the chances I mean they, they do create I mean Chris Boyd missed a couple that week so yeah I mean Lee Clark came in after that game and was saying you know, he'd be more concerned if, if they weren't creating the chances it wasn't at the game on the weekend but certainly judging by the highlights it looks like they've finally been able to capitalise on these chances they've created Now the Hurst move I think from this set piece that's Chris Boyd oh it's measured into the corner Kilmarnock have the lead I think that actually, I mean, I know Hamilton, I don't think they, had, they hadn't won at home since way back in September, I think. So, I mean, that was a massive result. On, big, big, big result yeah. for them, wasn't it? So, psychologically, both will have been boosted. Just the fact that Kamanak is scoring again now, I think that could be mm-hmm. that could be crucial. Hamilton have had a bit of a, a strange season and, and without their, their decent start, I think they'd be in grave difficulty now. But I, I think... I, I mean, I think despite, I mean, whatever happens with Hamilton, even if they do end up in the, in the, you know, the relegation playoff, they were everyone practically everyone tipped them at the start of the season and finished yeah, yeah. bottom. So mm-hmm. I mean, they have had a relatively successful season. Yeah, and I think also Hamilton, I think they set themselves up that if they were to be relegated, it wouldn't be the end of the world. They, I mean, we've seen it before. They've gone down. They've they've uh, blooded youngsters and they've come back up again and they've they've gone again. I don't think relegation for them would be disaster for Kilmarnock. I mean, they've they've brought guys in there on decent contracts, certainly lengthwise. Um, they brought in Lee Clark, obviously, as a manager. We all know the, the history that Kamanak have had. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary. 
not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Financially, I suppose, you know, there's, there's been, always been issues off the park. I think that's that's settled down now, but... Um, you just wonder where Kamarnik would go if, if if they did go down. We've seen what's happened to St Mirren this season, you know, and, yeah. and, and even Dundee. I know Dundee are back now, but Dundee had a had a spell in the wilderness when they went down. You just wonder what the future would be. You can watch the goals from all the big SPFL games on the website at thescottysun.co.uk slash sport. How much of a disappointment will it be to Dundee after the season yeah. they've had, which has been successful, and yet, you know, they go to Hamilton and lose the game and they end up in the bottom six. I mean, it must be a bit of a blow to them. I think they'll be devastated, but I think, again, mentioned if you'd asked Robbie Nielsen where he'd, you know, if, if, he, if he'd take third at the start of the season, if he'd said to Dundee, you know, you'll just miss out on top six. You know, I think Paul Hartley's going to be going to be gutted, obviously, but if you put it in, into perspective, see where they've they've came from. It's more progress at Dens. I think the the key for them now will be to stay where they're sitting right now, mm. uh, top of the bottom six. I don't know, it must be quite difficult for, for players when you've missed out on the top six. And yes, you're playing for points, you're playing for positions. Ultimately, I suppose you're playing for extra cash for the club whereby where you mm. finish, but it must be quite hard psychologically to kind of Main, stay mental, tuned on. Yeah, yeah. Mentally not switch off. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think I mean, I mean, think I think they deserve a, a pat on the back at Dundee, but you can understand... The, the disappointment they'll be feeling, you know, after after that result on the weekend, which going into that game they'd have probably been fairly confident of, of winning. McKinnon goes long, kept alive by Gordon. Breaks back to Ali Crawford! And the crispest of volleys puts Hamilton ahead. Ali Crawford's fifth of the season. Another kind of bizarre run. Ross County win the League Cup. <laughs> find it difficult to consolidate and buy a win. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly they win the the last game before the split and they finally they end up in the top six you know that was another big win for them at the weekend yeah. it was really anything other than a win and they were going to be in the bottom six so you know, well done and Alex Schalke again the man that yeah, uh, yeah what a signing he's been and, yeah. and what a season Jim McIntyre's had up there you know Jim McIntyre and, and Billy Dodds and I think now they're now they've secured the top six place I think that maybe cements Jim McIntyre as a as a real contender for manager of the season now. If they'd missed out on the top six, I think possibly it might have been hard to to justify those those claims. But that's more history made up in Dingwall again. And with the way that club is set up, you'd imagine it'll be a good good foundation to go again for next season. Fox goes long for County. Helped into the path there of Schalk by Graham. This is Alex Schalk, given space to go for goal. And he's beaten Scully in goal. Alex Schalk's eighth goal of the season. He was given much too much time and space by the Thistle defence. But it is a very good finish. You think that, I mean, now, now that the, I mean, I know 
us again tomorrow night between uh, Inverness and Harps. But in terms of the top six, that won't have any bearing. Yeah, is the top six and the bottom six is that about right on the course of the the way the season has gone? When you think of maybe a club like Motherwell, who you know three months hmm. ago were yeah. fighting with the relegation, they're, they're now fourth going the, the, after the break. You know, is, is is the makeup of the top six and the bottom six about correct? Do you think? I think I mean we talked about it there earlier about how tight it is, and there's only a point or two, you know, separating some clubs. So I mean. I, I must admit, I saw Motherwell lose to Partick two, two and a half months ago, probably, and a very late goal. Yeah, exactly. Goal. Yeah, and they seem to, they seem to be, or they seemed to be conceding a lot of late goals back then. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I feared for them, I must admit, but I guess you couldn't have timed a run any, any better than they have. I feared for for where they might end up. They, did they be scrapping it out at the bottom? In answer to your question, is the table about right? I don't think you can argue too much. St Johnston have had a They've had a strange season, you know, at the start of the season they'd have had the reputation for being a bit of a stingy side, not scoring too many goals but not conceding too many either and grinding out results. They started the season total contrast to that reputation, you know, they were scoring lots of goals but they were conceding a lot as well. They went through a run where they didn't uh, win a game for, for quite a while either and you almost kind of forgotten about them and then, you know, here we are, they, in theory they could have been, you know, finishing fourth if, if, if results had gone the other way in the weekend so maybe that is a sign of, of just where St Johnston are now they're an established club yeah, in the premiership I and think so, yeah. you know if it had been two or three years ago you'd have been maybe highlighting that as an achievement more than we are now because it's just it's just what we expect of St Johnston now yeah like Sunsport on Facebook for all the Scottish football latest Championship Rangers obviously didn't have a league game at the weekend uh, the Petrofact Cup final Rangers yep. Peterhead that ended up pretty comprehensive in the end uh, Peterhead Stuck it out uh, 2-0 for long spells. Fabulous atmosphere, 40, almost 48,000 there. Rangers' first trophy under Mark Warburton. And a great boost for them going into the next weekend's game. Massive, and, and they managed to... I know they're going to rip the pitch up again now, but they managed to have a bit of an insight into what life is like at, at Hamden going into that game. I mean, you, you were there yesterday, I think, and it looked pretty comprehensive from where I was sitting. Yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty job done, if you yeah. like. Yeah, uh, job done with a minimum of fuss. Yeah. I think that'd be the, way, the best way to put it. I, th- I think I think people forget. I think that they've done all this. They've, they've guaranteed the title. They've they've won this cup. They've done it without the top scorer as well. And I yeah. think when when Martin Wagon got injured earlier in the season, there were some reservations about just how they'd cope. And and I think that's been forgotten about that. That you know the likes of Harry Forrester, Kenny Miller, these guys have all stepped up to the plate exactly when it was was needed. Keep bang up to date with Scottish football by following Sunsport on Twitter. Well, the old warhorse Kenny Miller was uh, was terrific again yesterday. Yeah. Another goal was at the heart of the the own goal, which set the ball rolling. He's obviously good. It's still going to still got a lot to contribute yeah. to Rangers. I think off the park as much as on Absolutely. it as well. I mean, yeah. Yeah. you wonder how. How we'll manage next season, you know, it's, it's a step back up, faster pace, and he'll be another year older. But even if he's not got that quality, call it what you want to, to score the goals, I think he could be a, a big influence, like he'll be this week, no doubt, going into this old firm game. He's been there so many times, so you know, I think I think he's somebody who the players and and Mark Warburton and Davy Weir will, will lean on from that point of view. I think. And obviously, I mean, the Rangers Celtic game on Sunday takes a lot of the interest, but not to Hibs fans. They'll get to really big games home to Falkirk tomorrow night and then the Cup semi on, on Saturday but I mean this game tomorrow night 
surely if Hibs don't win that, then that's their chances of finish second gone, surely. Yeah, I, th- I think I think you're right, Kenny. I think six uh, points. There's six points right now, and Hibs have got two games in hand. I think if they lose tomorrow night, then then they all really, you know, they're relying on other results. They're running out of games. Totally, yeah. We talked about momentum earlier on with Dundee United at the at the foot of the Premiership, and I just think, albeit Falkirk possibly. I mean, they, they've dropped the odd point here and there. So it's hard to say they've got the momentum, but I think Hibs have lost the momentum. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's more the case, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and I just think there's there's grave doubts inside that club. Now we've talked about, you know, earlier in the season, ironically, we were saying that, that they no longer bottle games like they did in the past. Well, they're back to square one a little bit now. Well, when, when when you become the first team to lose to Alloa at the Indoor Drill Stadium <laughs> then I think you have to question the mentality I think that's human nature totally and, and yeah and I mean if you throw in the fact that Alloa are cast adrift at the foot of that table yeah. you know Alloa a rear attack this is Michael Duffy what's a great effort off the underside of the bar it's gone in it's a goal the linesman has given it Michael Duffy's volley was thundered off the underside of the crossbar and this certainly looked to be in alright don't know what's gone wrong at Hibs. I mean, you, you look at the the signings they made back in January. We all thought Anthony Stokes was going to be the icing on the cake, if you like. Talisman, almost, exactly. Yeah. yeah, he's not been that. Jason Cummings, you know, he's not managed to hit the same heights as as what he had done before Stokes arrived. It's a strange, strange and end, it, and a and it is such a big thing, and because the championship promote the way the championships promotion is structured, is different from leagues one and two. In that, you know, if Hibs finish third, they need to play Wraith. The winner of that needs to play Falkirk. You know, they, in theory, they would need six games yeah, yeah. to get back, to, to, get the, back. To, the, to the Premiership, which is different from the, the two lower leagues. Yeah. Now, whether you could argue that that's incorrect, that, that, that it's, it's heavily weighted in favour of the team that finishes 11th in the Premiership, but the rules are there. So if it, if it finishes the way it's looking at the moment with Wraith against Hibs, I mean, Wraith will be tough because Ray McCann's yeah. got them doing well. Well, they're only four points. I know. I know. Hibs have got two games in hand, but, but they're yeah, only four I mean, points behind. But Wraith, but Wraith are well. I saw them against Rangers a couple of weeks ago. They're a good, solid, well-organised team. A little bit of a flash of inspiration in Paniotu, who's been a good loan signing from yeah. Leicester. You know, suddenly it's looking awful tough for Hibs to get out of that division, particularly as you say, when they're on such a poor run. I like what Falkirk have been doing there this season. I've said it a few times on on this podcast and in blogs. I think the the scale of the achievement at that club, what Peter Houston's done on a on essentially what is a shoestring compared to. Oh, well, he's going to be a contender for manager. Hundred percent. I mean, I, I said Terrific. I said he was he was my manager of 2015, the calendar year, because he, you know when you throw in the the Scottish Cup final, what they did, even even last season in the league, you know, and to have to have done what they've done this season, having lost the likes of Rory Loy from last season, I just think it would be it'd be a great achievement for them if they could. There's also a, bit of, a wee bit of resilience about them as well because I mean they were twice ahead on Saturday against yeah. Japan, twice pegged back, but still had you know the wherewithal to come up with a last minute Blair Alston winner you know yeah I mean they've got a lot of talented young players and they've managed to it's that older the old chemistry with a bit of experience in there as well John Baird's been been scoring very goals pro- very prolific isn't yeah it? by using his experienced players well feeding them in keeping them fresh and then taking them out maybe you know Lee Miller maybe starting on the bench here and there and then coming on and making an, an impact that way he's been very very streetwise just showing the experience that he's picked up down the years of how, how best to use 
a squad that isn't isn't the biggest yeah they deserve to be there up there great stuff gareth thank you very much thanks kenny hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.